is in the know for Friday, October 15th, the 288th day of 2021. There are 77 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook, watch on YouTube live on Periscope and the uh, or Twitter Connect, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Big Cougar football win last night. We'll tell you about that. Twin Lakes Marching Classic. Rolls into town tomorrow. And number one, Georgia versus number 11, Kentucky. That's tomorrow. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, will there be any red flags thrown on anything we say today? That's been an apparent in, in thing what, oh, in yes, social media. Yes. Red, red flags, flags no. red flags everywhere. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. I started seeing that earlier in the week, and it made me think that I wasn't supposed to go in the water. Because normally mm-hmm. when I see a red flag, it means stay out of the water. But I had to look it up, so apparently people are just throwing red flags on it, it, It's if you make a tweet. So it would be like if our K105 sports account said, Edmondson County's the best team in the in the 12th district. Uh, and we put red flags because it's like obviously that that's not true. Red flag warning. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay, I see how that works uh-huh. now. I think I can be – I think I can uh, – I think I can be hip. Uh, I asked you if you saw the final uh, pitch of the Dodgers-Giants game last night. You said you did not. I was going to ask you if he went or he didn't, but uh, you you aren't educated on that. Uh, I don't know if he did or he didn't. I know he was he he was called out on uh, for squaring up on the uh, for going around, but I think it depends. Last night on whether you're a Giants fan or a Dodgers fan, you either think that he did or he didn't. I hated to see the game. I hated to see the series end like that. Mm-hmm. But in those five game series, you got to be you know you got to be ready. They're more of a sprint than a marathon. So yeah, it seemed like it was a good game. I, I got home last night, and it's kind of one of those things you know. Doing those games, you almost have to like decompress and not like look at anything. Yeah, it's just it's, a. It started so late too with two West Coast teams. They uh-huh. they knew yeah. they could they could take and, the liberty think, of starting it later. I think I last I had checked, the Dodgers had scored that second run, and I think they had runners on base in the top of the ninth inning. And then next thing I knew, I woke up this morning and and. Check and saw it was two to one final. With, with all the points you were keeping track of last night, you didn't have time for a baseball game. We'll that talk is, about that, that a little bit later. Uh, strong to severe storms are possible this evening, which is one of the reasons a lot of school systems around the country uh, moved their Friday night football to Thursday night football. We'll talk more about that. Uh, strong to severe storms possible this afternoon, mainly after two o'clock and until about. Uh, 11 p.m. tonight, and again, still just a slight risk, but we're not usually accustomed to having lots of uh, severe weather or severe weather possibility in October, so that's why it stands out a little bit more and people paying attention to it. Sunday, by the way, is going to be sunny and slightly warmer with highs in the 60s. Lows will return, uh, the low 70s will return for highs at the beginning of next week as mainly dry weather remains. So next week is going to feel like one of those fall weeks. We won't have mm-hmm. a high in the 80s next week, so we'll see highs in the 70s only and kind of stair-step our way down. Rain chance tonight, 100% with thunderstorms and a low of 53 tomorrow. Mostly sunny, breezy, a 1 in uh, 5 chance of rain tomorrow. And a high of 63. So, kind of a brisk. That means I'll be wearing my long sleeve UK football shirt tomorrow. I've been waiting to be able to. When will it be cool enough I can break out the long sleeves? And that yeah, will that's be been tomorrow. the craziest thing. Usually by this point for Cougar football games, I've had to rock out. Uh, Rock a long sleeve shirt or something, and I don't think I've brought brought it out at all this year. If the game had been tonight, 
You would have had to. But well, since the well, game and was rain last jackets night. and ponchos. That's exactly right. Whatever it is. I takes. told Coach Jones, and he said, I said, I'm very thankful that you didn't play tonight. And he says, I am too. He says, I didn't like to coach in the rain. I saw the. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't tell me coaches and players and everyone. We've all gone soft. We can't play in the rain. But I do admire, I do appreciate the decision because, well, one, uh, equipment doesn't like to get rained on either. But two, um, you know, our, our weather forecasting is just so much better than it was decades ago that if you know there's a likelihood that you're going to get lightning or wind and it's going to be, you got people sitting out in stands and you can get it moved, then, then And that's what he said. Is he didn't want to have a game where it'd be, okay, we're going to go inside for 20 minutes. Oh, let's go out and play for five minutes. Oh, nope, now we got to go yeah, back especially in. Especially that rule with every lightning it's visible. 30 minutes, you yeah. add 30 minutes mm-hmm. and it, it could be... Uh, an, an all-nighter, of course, uh, and plus they got to be off that field by early tomorrow afternoon, and we'll tell you why coming up a little bit later. And he I, said that played into the decision as well to move to Thursday. Yeah, well, because it's not also, like they could move it back to Saturday. Not only that, but also messing up the field and the mm-hmm. like. Just a, a wet, soggy field doesn't bode well for anybody, anyone, including uh, including marching bands and future games the rest of the season uh, mm-hmm. for for on that field. Uh, Bill Clinton, former President Bill Clinton, hospitalized in California for a non-COVID-related infection. I saw that headline uh, last night and then more details on it this morning. Uh, I think it's uh, you know some type of uh, infection or something, but this. expected to be okay. Says he's on the mend, in good spirits, incredibly thankful to doctors and the nurses. <laughs> you know, I'll bet the nurses. <laughs> and uh, the staff providing him with excellent care, so I think he's expected. But we, we keep how, track of how- our former is president. He? he is. What is he? Um, early seventies. Seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five. He was a very young president. So even though he's not been president for what twenty years, um, I mean, he was only president for a little bit of my life. Yeah, yeah. I guess he. Yeah, that's one of those. He's kind of like the Gerald Ford I mean, of my life. Yeah, he was the president when I was born. But yeah, fifty two coronavirus related deaths were reported yesterday. Some twenty three hundred new virus cases yesterday. About almost 600 of those were children uh, and teens age 18 and under. The positivity rate is at 7.91. If we can get down below 5% positivity rate and stay there for two weeks, that's considered being uh, within control. Uh, it will be The virus would be considered under control at that point. There are more than 1,300 virus patients hospitalized currently, 398 in ICU. There are 167 ICU beds available statewide as of yesterday, and you're seeing, you know, extreme western Kentucky is starting to turn uh, orange. Cougar orange. A lot of cougar orange. Yeah, there's a lot. And then there's a, um, I'll sort of call it, um, it's not quite the I-75 spine, but if you just start at Wayne County and then go Casey County, Washington, and uh, yeah, directly to the west of I-65, Shelby, Anderson, Washington, Casey, Wayne, and then in uh, upper, uh, in the uh, northeastern Kentucky, you've got Mason, Nicholas, Bath, Menifee, Morgan, and Morgan County is actually yellow now, and Elliott County. So Grayson County still at 71.9. We've jumped back up in the later portions of the week. Uh, Breckenridge County, Edmondson County, also both in the red, but uh, we need to continue to improve in those regards. A Morgantown woman has been killed in a crash on I-65 in Warren County. State, poli- uh, state police said troopers yesterday responded to the accident at the 13-mile marker of southbound I-65. The preliminary investigation said a 2015 Buick Enclave driven by 61-year-old Kimberly Fleener of Morgantown. Morgantown was traveling south when her vehicle struck the rear of an 04 Freightliner being driven by 34-year-old Matthew Mahankin of Louisville. She was pronounced deceased at the scene by the Warren County uh, Coroner's Office. The driver of the truck was uninjured in that collision. That's terrible. Sad story and you know, rear-ending and so much dis- – I, I don't know that it was distracted driving. and don't mean – but anytime I think of running into the rear of a vehicle, I think of the dangers of looking down, looking away, becoming distracted. And it could be even something changing the radio station. It could be anything like that. And so it's um, – a tragedy. A Hart County man and his cousin, both with criminal histories, have been sentenced for their roles in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. 44-year-old Robert Bauer of Cave City was sentenced to 45 days in jail, 65 hours of community service, and $500 in restitution. Prosecutors and Bauer struck a plea deal in June where he agreed to plead guilty to a misdemeanor charge of parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. 
the uh, he and his cousin Edward Hemingway of Winchester, Virginia, attended that rally that devolved into storming the Capitol building. According to reports, Bauer spent 17 minutes inside the Capitol building where he took photos and was photographed standing on top of a military-style vehicle while sticking both of his uh, middle fingers up. So uh, what we in Caneyville would call the old double bird. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that's exclusive to Caneyville. I just, no, I, I, just, don't, I don't, just know I don't that's, think so. That's where I learned it. So You probably didn't learn it in Caneyville. Fair to say. Fair I to did, say that yeah. I didn't. I've only been to Caneyville a few times. In addition to the parading, demonstrating, or picketing on Capitol grounds charge, Bauer and Hemingway were also originally charged with knowingly entered a restricted building or grounds. That charge, which carries a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison, was dropped as part of their plea deals with I would love to sit one day and just watch them dive into this because you said 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'd love, like, it's just really interesting to me that it just shows how good they are, that they're able to tell exactly when he went in and exactly when he left. And the, the timing, of, it's just, it's interesting to me on just how they've been able to break that down into individual moments. Don't you, well, <clears throat> I'd say your wish will come true. You know, there's going to be a movie on this uh, at some point. Or a documentary. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or, Come on, Netflix. Make it happen. It's only a matter of time. A Hardin County teenager's 20-year prison sentence has been upheld at a resentencing hearing upon the teen turning 18. Kyle Miller of Vine Grove was sentenced as a juvenile to 20 years in prison for choking to death his 7-year-old brother in June of 2019 at the brother's residence. He, um, Kyle Miller was 15 at the time. He was resentenced as an adult by Circuit Court Judge John Simcoe, who upheld the original 20-year sentence. Simcoe could have reduced the sentence or granted the teen probation. Uh, so, hmm. I don't, I'm not familiar with that story. Yeah, it's not one that I remember. heard about it this morning. I am following, and I think a lot of people are following, a really tough deliberation that a Kentucky jury has today. They began deliberations in the case involving uh, the death of Marco Shimwell. Yeah, they came out with a verdict last night. They did come out yes. with a verdict last night. I have not seen it. So what did they decide? Not guilty. The jury decided not guilty. Unanimous, not guilty of, of reckless homicide, but guilty of DUI. Okay. Well, and that's, I tell you, there's, there's any time there's a loss like this, I, you know, you immediately go, oh, that's so terrible and someone needs to be punished. Um. And there were mistakes made that day, without a doubt, by the driver. There's no excuse for uh, drinking and driving or for, for DUI. Uh, the The nuance of it is that Jacob Heil was a minor at the time. He was under 21, and that changes the legal limit for DUI, which is odd to me because if 21 is the drinking age, and but you have a different DUI limit for, like, you're either permitted to drink or you're not. And so my... My point of the entire commentary is that there are difficult considerations to view from different sides, and I could see where the jury might have felt very conflicted because was this a homicide or was it an accident gone wrong? And I was not on the jury, so I didn't see all of the all of the details, but it must have been a very hard thing to be part of uh, all the way around. I know I read a statement from Hiles' attorney, and he, he pretty much said this is just a horrible, horrible accident. Yeah, and then on the other side, the prosecution said the defense wants to characterize this case as a horrific, tragic accident, but that's not what this is. This was avoidable. You know, and if you rem- – and and that's and this is where I wouldn't want to be part of the jury. If you could set aside the alcohol, the the supposed two beers, and whether that's true or not, I don't know. But if you could set that aside, would it have been? Would you have looked at it solely as an accident? And I don't know. He could have also been distracted or not paying attention. Or so this is that's what I mean. It's just a it's a terrible tragedy. There's no. You doubt wish about you could that. just go back and undo it all, right? Mm-hmm. Go back to that day and uh, it turned out differently. And, so it's uh, it's hard. If you are one of many Kentuckians that continue to struggle with affordable health care insurance, Connect, the state-based health care marketplace, is relaunching today. Officials are encouraging Kentuckians to visit uh, connect.ky.gov beginning today to review and compare, compare plans on the state's new health care marketplace to see what coverage will best suit their needs for 2022. You can enroll from... Uh, 
starting November 1 until January 15 of next year. And it is my understanding that whether it's uh, ARPA or whether it's uh, whatever various federal programs that are COVID-related over the last few years, that healthcare opportunities may be even more affordable through 2022 because of still things that we're trying to recover from related to the pandemic. So just because maybe for you it didn't make sense last year, it may make sense now, or the numbers might have changed. So it's worth probably checking it out, I would think. It is Pork Month. The reason that I, makes me laugh. that I mention it is because, well, it's on my mind more because bacon is harder to find. And then I've been keeping my eye on products and sandwiches and things that have bacon on them to see if the prices are going up because bacon has become harder to find. But this number did impress me as we observe uh, pork month in, uh, here in October that $100 million in hogs are sold in Kentucky each year. So that's a that's a large... Uh, Ryan Cora said pork plays an important role in our state. Our farmers play an equally important role in the hard work they do to raise healthy, lean meat for consumers in our state and beyond. So I think it's weird, and, and it's not like I've never seen Ryan Quarles in a suit, but usually he's in his, you know, more of a casual look. Yeah. So I just find it okay. interesting that he's... Good old pork tenderloin there, or good old country ham. All right, so uh, Sam is uh, Sam is a little sleepy eyed today because he had a late night. I don't at, like Thursday night at, football at Cougar Stadium. Yeah, normally you get the day to recover, right, on Saturday. Yeah. But uh, yes, here you are on uh, Friday. But I was um, so Ohio County came to town, and um, I, I did not expect such a lopsided outcome. I think the Cougars were motivated, and the more impressive part about this is that Grayson was without their starting quarterback, Kaylor Decker, again. So they ran in backup quarterback, Hunter Felty, who, uh, and Coach Jones said this after the game, I don't think could have played better. I mean, you couldn't have asked more when they found out 24 hours before the game that not only was the game changing to be a day earlier, but you weren't going to have your starting quarterback, and you throw him in there, and it was great. Uh, Three interceptions, so Sheriff Chaffins is just having to doll out more money, (laughs) which is always a good sign, especially Mm -hmm. when his son makes him pay. Ah, Because Grayson Chaffins had a a first-career interception. Chandler McCrady had a pick six. He had a couple of touchdowns. Michael Wood had three receiving touchdowns. It was was a great night at at Cougar Stadium, and now – now they got this team. Have you ever heard of this team called Owensboro? No, it comes have, a week have, from tonight. I have heard. Yeah, um, Owensboro will be coming to Litchfield well, no, next week. No, no? Uh, okay. it's, uh, right. more Grayson makes the trip over to Rash Stadium there in downtown Owensboro. But was that the la- was that the most points scored on Ohio County last Correct. night? Correct. It was the most points I, in the last. Cougars have really not had much offensive success against Ohio County. It was the second most points that a team had ever scored in the series. As Ohio County scored sixty against the Cougars a couple of years ago. Wow! But uh, yeah, it was in- it was a great offensive performance, and and I know Coach Jones was thrilled because if you followed this Cougar team, they just kind of needed one like that, where just yeah. everything kind of went in their way, and and it was good. Bouncing back to that loss at Brett County, which was unexpected. Correct. Getting back to five hundred on the season, what four and four now is what they are. Yeah, but if if. I mean, really, they've only lost three games on the, on the field. So that you could say four and three, four and four, but because they had that one loss to Barron County that in the in the record book goes down as a loss. But yeah, you know, one of those that we know really didn't actually lose. Cats on the road at Georgia tomorrow between the hedges. What are you going to do? Who are you going to take? Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Give me Georgia. 24-10. I'll still be super happy on with the season so far and ready. What's for the, your pick? You got to re- make a pick. Ready right? for the break. Uh, I'm going to take. Uh, I, I think the I think Kentucky will score 19 points, <laughs> right? If you're a real insider, you know what that means. So I'm looking forward to that. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Aaron and Ashley Bell are here. Twin Lakes Marching Classic is tomorrow. We'll tell you all about it coming up here on In the Know. It's Global Hand Washing Day. I don't know about you. I've washed my hands a lot in the last uh, 18, 19 months or so. It's also Mushroom Day today. 
And it's Grouch Day today. It's completely coincidental that it's Grouch Day when we say good morning and welcome back to uh, <laughs> the Carol of the Bells, Aaron and Ashley Bell from the Grayson County Cougar Band Program. It's the only time I'll play Christmas music away from Christmas, so you all should be honored. I think you know you've made it big when you have your own theme song. Yeah, you, you have arrived. Really cool. Good morning and welcome back to you all. Thank you so much. It's been uh, a while since we've seen you in the building. Um, let's talk about some really important things. First, uh, Aaron, what's going on with St. Louis and why did they fire their manager after they went to the playoffs? <laughs> I think we're getting ready for a player manager. I think that's the next step here. Okay. I think well, that's good. Uh, they went on a big streak this year, much like the yep. Yankees went on a big streak this year, but it uh, both got us the same place. So that's neither, that's... <laughs> neither here nor there. Important topic number two, have you all finally come to your senses and decided to let me chair the bagpipe section in the marching band? We were just, I was talking to one of our classes yesterday about bagpipes. Actually, this week, I yeah. promise you, we talked about bagpipes and the drone. Mm-hmm. I don't know what class it was, but we can have you maybe be in charge of that class. Uh, you've got a couple of people in your, um, it, that are marching for you now that shadow with us a couple of times a week, and they may have heard something about bagpipes mentioned in the building earlier this week. Uh, I'll be glad to come up with the Cougar Tartan. And everything for kilts, and uh, I promise to never miss a note because you can't miss a note on bagpipes. So. All right, in all seriousness, uh, COVID has really, uh, as educators broadly, but also as music educators, I can't imagine what it has been like over the last year and a half, you know, two full school years impacted, and now I guess into uh, parts of a third. But Aaron, how hard has it been to be resilient and trying to figure things out as we go? It has to have been challenging. Yeah, it, there's obviously a, a lot of different levels to it. But um, actually, last winter, we were able to do an indoor winds program, which at least kept got the kids active and, and kept last year's seniors, gave them an opportunity to, to compete. And uh, so we, we tried as best we could last school year to, to keep uh, the marching arts program alive. We had uh, indoor percussion and indoor guard in the, in the winter season. Um, so that we were one of the few schools that were able to do that. So that's at least given us a little bit of, uh, I guess, momentum coming into this fall, uh, to make us feel like we haven't been two years removed from the activity altogether. Yeah. Did you see, uh, Ashley, did you see kids not come back to the program that were, that were maybe, uh, as a result of just the COVID world being so challenging and having to do things differently and they just decide I don't have time to focus on these types of things or what what kind of response did you see from students as it pertains to music we definitely lost numbers and it was all across the board but particularly at the middle school um, we haven't had an opportunity for the last two years to start our fifth grade band program for instance in the elementary schools Um, our middle school program like we always have this year our sixth grade band should be mostly second year students and they're all beginners you know, so we're going to see this for years down the road as well. But um, we lost some good kids. And I think the biggest thing that impacted the high school group was we lost 25 seniors last year. Um, even though we were coming off of a COVID year, that senior class was was enormous. And Aaron and I had looked forward to having those kids as seniors and being able to do all these really cool things right. with the band program um, when they were our senior class. And uh, we didn't get to do a lot. But like you said, the marching, the winter season was pretty cool. Um, but it has impacted all programs, not just ours, but all programs across the board, definitely. And I think numbers, obviously, we took a hit, for sure. If you've not performed, if you don't play an instrument, you never performed in band, whether concert band, jazz band, marching band, pet band, whatever it is, uh, when students pick up an instrument for the first time, let's just say it's the beginning of their fifth grade year, and you go to that first concert, it's awful, right? I mean, no one knows how to play or... But then you go back in the spring with just a, a a school year worth of training and curriculum and learning, and you get a completely different experience from the same group of kids. So I say that to say this, losing a year of that instruction is really a setback when it comes to the musical arts. Aaron, are you seeing some of that with people not being as far along as you would think they should be? Yeah, I mean, we basically have three beginning bands this year, a fifth, sixth, and seventh grade beginning band, uh, more or less. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's set us back a few years, no doubt. But um, 
I, I, the kids are the kids have been great this year, and um, it, it's it's. I think we're going to a couple of years recover and be just fine. So. Actually, through the pandemic, one of the things we did notice when we were isolated from one another, we did see artists who were getting crafty with their craft and figuring figuring out a way to they spent more time in rehearsal and practicing and learning new skills so is there the opposite to that did you see some kids emerge from that that they had really grown as a result of having an opportunity to focus on that i can't say in my particular position maybe not um, yet Maybe not yet. We still tried to have the all-district process last year in February, even though it was really strange. But um, So we did have several kids, actually, even through the pandemic, that did make the all-district band, both at the middle school and the high school level. Um, we had an all-state player um, for all-state bands. So we still were given those opportunities, and some kids really did step up to the plate and said, hey, if this is the best opportunity I'm going to get, I'm going to make the best of it. So right. we did have several kids to make those ensembles. Um, and I'm, I'm certain that we have kids that, you know, use that time the best that they could, but it was just hard on everybody. Aaron, when you're trying to draw up a season on paper, when you're trying to chart it, when you're looking at your musical selections, you're trying to, to, to decide what drill's going to look like and, and your theming and you're back in the spring and you're not quite sure what you're going to have when fall rolls around and even heading into summer camp. Has it been even a lot of moving parts and levers and changes through the off season this year as you got ready to hit the field? What's that been like? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's it, it's only wise to to plan a show to your strengths and uh, not really being with the students enough to know what our strengths really were and maybe what our weaknesses might be. It was definitely hard and a different challenge to plan the show. Um, but our designers did a great job, and all of our kids have stepped up, and they've they've exceeded, you know, what we could have imagined for this season being, you know, again two years removed from the activity. I, I've, uh, they've 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 done really well. As you talk about, um, as you talk about your colleagues around the state, you know, the, there's a band community among directors and people that participate, and and staff members. Uh, pretty much similar mileage for your for your colleagues around the state dealing with the same types of things. I don't imagine our problems are unique, right? It's no. just, they're all sharing the same problems. With, all- it, with everybody I've spoken to, everybody's lost, you know, 15 to 20 percent of their high school group. And yeah. that's about where we are. And uh, yeah, it's pretty common, all the issues across the state. Listen, I as we shift gears to tomorrow and looking for, I, I, I kind of laughed uh, a couple of days ago and said, the restaurants and convenience stores are super happy about this Saturday that's coming up because of all the bands and the parents and the well-wishers and the supporters that will be rolling into town for the Twin Lakes Marching Classic. I don't know how many years ago it was that the home show was revived and really you know, got some oomph behind it, but from where it started to... The participation tomorrow is quite remarkable, and I think you all, um, as the heads of the program, you all are to credit for that, but it takes an entire organization to pull that off. How impressed are you all that you have 20 bands coming tomorrow? Well, and we had to turn a few away because we, <laughs> right. we just we just didn't have really the space or the facilities to, to host everybody, but uh, we're really excited, and um, I, I think... I th- Thing in talking with the directors that that visit us, we have the usuals, the every year groups that come back every year, and uh, it's the hospitality, it's the judging panel that we get. We get out of state judges some, and uh, we just get a panel that that because next the next weekend is our Camier Regional Weekend, and so a lot of groups want a regional uh, caliber panel, and, and that's kind of what we try to get here. It's a it's a remarkable group, and I I was kind of wondering along the way. I think you set the limit at at sixteen originally, mm-hmm. and then you had some people that begged and pleaded and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, we'd like in because we know it's a great experience." But almost two contests within the same show is what I'm what I'm seeing. We're going to do two different award ceremonies tomorrow. We are. We're going to do a small class champion and do the the class A and class two A awards. And then we're going to have a, a break in case any of those bands want to go ahead and get home a little early. Right. As band directors, sometimes that's a nice option to have on a Saturday. And then we're going to have uh, the large class, which is 3 and 4A. 
And then we'll do a large class champion, and then we're going to give overall awards at the end of the evening. And those bands that want to stick around, some plan to stay all day long, of course, and see Campbellsville University at the end of the evening. And um, it's going to be a really fun day, a long day, but a, a really good one. Well, I was curious on how it was going to work. I have the pleasure of being able to host the show tomorrow. And so when you add that many bands, it's 22, I guess, in total exactly. when you factor in. And then if you, uh, is the middle school doing the national anthem or? Not this or year. Did, not this because year. Of COVID, we're just a little sure. removed. So, from that. but uh, there's even you know add in that extra layer. So a lot of young people doing great things tomorrow. But I had kind of wondered, well, are we going to start at nine o'clock or what are we going to do? But <laughs> they're going to start in the early afternoon or mid afternoon and go until late tomorrow night. And I think it's just going to be amazing. And that I, I know the the lesser classes deserve a lot of attention. But when I look at the four A class. Uh, Bullet Ace, Mead County, North Oldham, Eastern, and South Warren. You've got some really good bands in that class. It's going to be exciting. And we actually haven't seen very many 4A bands this year, which mm-hmm. is our class as yep. well. Uh, this year we're not in 5A, we're in 4A because KMEA shifted around some numbers and stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited to see them too because there will be our competition in just a few weeks. So. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, everybody's getting ready, and it's an exciting time of year rolling into. It's hard to believe it's kind of the postseason already. But uh, kind of go back, if you will. Um, you know, it's been interesting to watch. I have the the, the pleasure of, of sometimes being an insider and seeing, you know, some of the networking that you all do on rallying the troops and getting volunteers for things. And it truly is a... a uh, big machine of people tomorrow on host and routing and getting it takes everyone to pull this off and without this collective group of people people the bands wouldn't want to come to the show so I, it's uh, you all have to be happy with the response you get from people i can't say enough about our booster program they're just incredible people and they basically will stop at nothing to make sure that our program has what it needs to be successful and um i, I always say it takes a village and we always talk about our village. So um, I just, I couldn't be more pleased with, with the support that we get. It's crazy to me, actually, how much people will do for this program. Just to give you an idea, yesterday I was amused. We were out of pocket yesterday, and so I had a little more time to pay attention to what was going on. But a call went out for Shaka Fodder, right? We, we got to have Shaka Fodder for something. And within hours, somebody said, okay, I've got what you need. And so it's just weird, the small things and the details that someone says, we need this, and somebody says, I'll step up and help and do that. So I think it's remarkable the way that it goes. So uh, $10 tomorrow and 22 bands in total, including Campbellsville University. What do we need to know? Where do we need to be, and when do we need to be there? Well, it's at the high school, mm-hmm. at the stadium, and um, the senior recognition starts at 230 245. 245. And uh, the Star Spangled Banner is after that. And then the first band's at 315. So, okay. Uh, so, yeah. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. We had to take last year off. And, all right, one final thing before you go. Uh, are, you, are you entertaining ideas for new pet band numbers? The thing is how we haven't played any in two years. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll take what, what suggestions do you have? I think, I think um, the devil went down to Georgia. Do you think you all can work this one up? We can get Adam French to come solo with the company. I was going to say, that Mr. French really cool. could, could help us out with that. The, the bridge of this and the core, you know, is a, is a great brass number. So, anyway, I'm just offering it as an idea. So. Okay. I like it. See you all tomorrow. Thanks Thank for coming so in. Thank Thank Ashley Bell, Twin Lake Marching Classic is tomorrow at Grayson County High School. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. Scientists have discovered that trees sleep at night. They How? stop the process of retaining water. Like they just stop, they just kind of go dormant. And the limbs will dip as much as four inches at night. I when, guess because no sun. Yeah, no sun, huh. so it's no well, doing. I mean, that makes sense. No photosynthesis, so they. So here we go. Adele's new single. Atkins. Adele Atkins' new single. Uh, 20, I've not heard it yet until just now. 24 million views in 14 hours. 
I saw it within the first hour. It had a million views in the first hour because they didn't announce what hour it was going live. But because it was midnight in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I think you, it was like 6 o'clock hour time. Yeah, you roll the hours back. And so it just went. It just showed up on YouTube. And well, it sounds it, good. It's, 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 uh, it's really good. And I good. heard her I entire album comes out. We talked about it yesterday, November 19th. 19th. Okay. No, 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 19th. No, no, 19th. I can't wait for it. And um, just in all fairness and equal time, and when is your mom's new single coming out? Uh, not not sure. Not sure. I think it's in the works. Because 24 million views in 14 hours. Uh, High standards. <laughs> that's, a lot to, that's a lot to do. So, yeah, it's a good single, and uh, it's good. It, it sounds like Adele. Well, I love Atkins. that. I mean, in November, we have two huge albums coming out, you know, 30 by Adele and Joyful. By Cook Ranch Music. It'll be a real neck and neck. I'll be Get keeping my who, eye who on the iTunes the, charts yep. to see uh, who's... Uh, Adele wishes mm. she could be that high, right? She, she does. <laughs> she does indeed. You notice, Sam, I didn't make a single mention about pork chops. You didn't. I did not. I was very, very impressed. I was afraid they would use the public opportunity to negotiate me down. Because mm-hmm. they'd have mm. me... See, they'd have me drawn out in the open. And then they would start, you know, getting really frugal and conservative with the pork chop sandwiches and so well i know that the the band as we were walking out last night handed handed myself and some of my crew um cheeseburgers so i was i was sold not quite as good as a pork chop sandwich but any time that i can get that i'm I'm sold do you know why you got a cheeseburger they said they had too many and they were just going to throw them away I think more specifically because they sold out of the pork chops or they're I'm holding not sure them for they, I'm not sure they had pork chop sandwiches last night. I think they hold them in reserve because – Because well, one, they one Ken Hallett came up with hot dogs, and I know – knowing what I know about Ken Hallett, if there was pork chops, he would not oh, have it. passed up on the opportunity. Uh, new movie premieres today. This weekend, Halloween Kills, an R-rated horror movie. No thanks. The Last Duel is an R-rated drama that's new out this week. And Needle in a Time Stack, an R-rated sci-fi drama new this week as well. Were you out if, at midnight to watch that one? If you if you want me to come to the movie theater, you're gonna do much you're gonna have to do much better than that. And not to mention, No Time to Die, I fear, is going to be a commercial flop, but it's gonna be COVID related. So the No Time to Die, the last Daniel Craig James Bond attempt is still out, and they are going to need to make between 800 and $900 million to get out of the red. It was expensive to make. It was expensive to promote, and then they had compounding expenses because of the time they had to put it on the shelf and then just keep it in the cycle and keep it in the pipeline. And then it's almost like people went, okay, I'll see it. I'll see it when I get to it. They just didn't rush out. I didn't, and I'm kind of loyal to James to the James Bond franchise. Sheriff Chaffins was in here yesterday, and he said he he's probably going to wait until it comes out on DVD. Or, yeah. or and I fear digitally. that a lot of us this is this is the danger. I fear movies movie theaters aren't ever going to fully recover. Like they may they may fledge along for a little longer, but I think we're going to get back to if it's not IMAX, people don't leave the house for it because IMAX will they go is the way be, of blockbuster. I don't know. I, 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 I really, I really hate to see it, but um, I just, I think there are, there's so many, when you had three television channels mm-hmm. and the movies at the cinema, you then were more likely to say, well, let's go out for the experience because, well, I mean, eh, there's nothing great on t- on television. But considering everything that comes into your home now and then social media and, like, all the things you want to spend your time on, I just think that going to the theater has been reprioritized into something else. So, but going to be... Do you agree with this here? Oh, let's see what uh, we have a comment in. Uh, Yukon Cornelius says, Norman reminds me of James Bond, in particular the way that he likes his martinis. That's, oh, is that that's, why? Yeah, is, that, is that the only yeah. reason? Okay. They're very now that, similar. That makes, that they're, makes more they're sense. They're very similar in the martini fashion. Mm-hmm. Shaken, never stirred. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you all talked about it yesterday, but the news about Prince William. No. S- Prince William is slamming space travel, saying that the world's greatest brains are pursuing it and that they should spend money on other things. 
Okay, how about we don't spend money on royals <laughs> and we spend that money on feeding people? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem to make I, – I think he's in a very weird position to be an ambassador for a waste of money. I I think you're you're probably accurate there. No, I mean, the, the most of our conversations yesterday were directed towards – uh, and I'll just leave it at this. Sheriff Chaffin's eating a spicy chip and Dennis Cook dressing up as Britney Spears as fundraisers for Behind the Badge. Okay, so it didn't happen during the show. No, oh, no, it, it was during the show. Oh. It was, uh, we talked, some, there was a Britney Spears mention. Oh, Britney Spears is one of the top five Halloween costumes for this year. Really? And Sheriff Chaffin's asked if Dennis would dress up as Britney Spears as a fundraiser for Behind the Badge. Yes, and, and the answer was? Uh didn't get an official answer. Oh, interesting. It might shock you that that uh, Dennis Cook kind of went into politician mode and you know kind of just went beat beat around the bush. Didn't necessarily give an answer, but <laughs> but I said it's for a good cause, yeah, right? Didn't, yeah, I didn't I didn't get to, to participate in yesterday's show. We'll talk more about that coming up too. So the, the new Adele take us to take us to break. We'll come back, wrap it up for the week here on In the Know. MV's point to ponder for today. You're given $25,000 and a plane ticket, and you have to leave tonight. Oh, gosh. Where are you going? Athens. Where? Athens, Georgia. Well, that would be a heck of a trip to Athens if you got $25,000. Well, I mean, we can get some really good seats, right, at the game. Does the 25000 have to be spent on the flight, or is it? Uh, no, you've, they're giving you the plane ticket. You've got a plane ticket. And you got twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I, huh. I mean, Headed listen, I, I listen. I am I am pretty loyal to the university, but I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. Well, let, let, let's put it this way: I have a center game tomorrow, and it will end probably in the first quarter. So I'd like a, a direct flight from. I'm presuming there's an airport somewhere in Danville to Athens. <laughs> <laughs> that to would where be, I could get there. By the way, that would be an expensive flight. Yes. Yeah. It's so how about cost, that? It would cost a couple thousand dollars, I presume, because mm-hmm. you'd have to take a, you'd a have private to try jet, a private mm-hmm. plane, and mm-hmm. probably wouldn't even. Uh, yeah, Danville's probably got a, a. I think they do. They've probably got an airport big enough that jets can land on. That's the other mm-hmm. thing about the issue. So, you know, you don't have to ride a crop <laughs> duster down there. <laughs> well, you know what? If if you got to do what you got to do, we might get there at some point, right? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, thanks to um, Sheriff Jaffins and uh, Dennis and you, Sam, for uh, holding down the fort yesterday. So uh, if, you, if you've if you been with the show for a long time, you might remember back in the spring, um, Christy had uh, surgery on one of her eyes to repair uh, some of the musculature in one of her eyes. And that surgery was very successful, and she was, you know, away from the show for a couple of days to recover from that. And so uh, her doctor decided that uh, a secondary surgery was needed, but on the other eye, similar procedure. And so she had that done yesterday, so we were uh, we were out for that. And so she's resting today, and we'll be back sometime next week on the show. But uh, she feels well. She's recuperating well it's uh she just doesn't look as sightly as she might like and so as you can imagine you have surgery uh, on an eye it uh, looks a little bit different so anyway thanks for your uh, prayers concerns and uh, your messages about her i will tell you that when you um when you've had the experience before there's less anxiety and you know what recovery looks like and so there's a lot more a lot more confidence and so the um that was done at uh, UK Chandler Medical Center yesterday. So it was really neat to be on campus this week with the excitement of the, you know, football program and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So anyway, uh, that's uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on with her, and she'll be back sometime next week. That's why Sam and I are singing a duet this morning. It's good. Luckily, the bells helped out. Absolutely helped out. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, on television tonight on NBC, it's the series premiere of Home Sweet Home. If you're a conservative, uh, evangelical Christian, don't bother watching. You won't like the subject matter. On Hallmark Channel, 
the Dennis and Sarah Cook will be watching for Saturday date night, Advice to Love By. Mm. That's what's on Hallmark Channel. Saturday Night Live tomorrow night, Rami Malik is the host. Musical guest is Young Thug. You're, I know big, you're a big Young Thug fan. I know you? all of the old Thug music. Like, I, every mm. album that Old Thug ever put out, I know. But but Young Thug, I'm not. Curious to see how Rami Malik does, though, right? I think he'll do a fine job, surely. On Sunday, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, Melissa Joan Hart, Titus Burgess, and Lacey Chabert. Chabert. Shlemiel, Shlemazel. Okay. I know I know her, but I don't know the other people. Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7 premiere on AMC on Sunday night. And the Season 9 premiere of Homestead Rescue on Discovery Channel on Sunday night. I don't know that any of those really interest me. No, but they might interest someone else, so oh, I yeah. want to make sure they're they're aware. In this date in 1991, despite sexual harassment allegations by Anita Hill, the Senate narrowly confirmed the nomination of Clarence Thomas to the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, we got uh, Me Too four years ago today. Alyssa Milano published her now famous uh, Me Too tweet. Mm-hmm. Four years wow. already. It's been crazy. It's been that long. Linda Lavin is 84 today. She played Alice on um, I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to say give me a break, but that's clearly not it. You know, uh, Flow, Mail, Kiss My Grits. Uh, What's her name? Linda Lavin. Alice. That's the name of the show. Alice. Oh, it's just called Alice? That was her character oh. was Alice. Yes. Tito Jackson is 68 today. Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, is 62. Emerald Lagasse is 62 today. Bam. Bam. Kick it up a notch. Gone but not forgotten. Virgil, the poet in 70 BC. Chris Economaki, favorite sports, uh, famous sports broadcaster. This date in 1920. Leia Coca in 1924. Penny Marshall, who played Laverne on Laverne and Shirley. Shlemiel Shlemazel. Was born this date in 1943. She also directed A League of Their Own. Oh, that's a great movie with Tom Hanks. I was watching something with Tom Hanks and Stephen Colbert, an interview that was done during the pandemic a couple of nights ago. It's really good. It was was just asking random questions, too. Have you seen News of the World? No. You should see it. This date in 1952, Hank Williams, number one, Jambalaya. Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on Dubai. I've forgotten. Where do the tops play tomorrow? ODU, Old Dominion. So they're headed to to Virginia. Virginia. It's a brand new stadium, too, I think. Really? Mm -hmm. Ray Charles, number one. This is the studio version of Hit the Road Jack. Could be another decent, decent pep band song. Ooh, that would be a good one. Yeah. They didn't bite. I didn't sell it well on Devil Went Down to Georgia. I don't think they they were. I I think you might have a better chance of the bagpipes. Maybe. Maybe. What if I told them that Mr. Robinson has already signed off on the purchase of a of a new equipment of bagpipes? Now, that might play a play a hand in it. And there are What what there. happens if tomorrow when they take the field you just walk out the bagpipes? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, they'd either have to decide if they want to have me removed or if they want an announcer for the show. The person that you need to get to do it would be Mr. Spirit. (laughs) Yeah, would he wear a cougar tartan kilt? Oh, if any man would, yes, he would. Cracklin' Rosie, Neil Diamond, number one in night. And he'd rock it, too. Well, I know he has a birthday coming up, too. I mentioned that during the game last night. Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday is his birthday? He'll finally, he'll finally be 21. <laughs> oh, he, to, he told us on how old he'll celebrate 85 years young. 85. The Commodores. Sail on number one in 79. Time after time I try to hold on to what we got, but now you're going. Is that your favorite Commodore song? No, they have another one that I I do like. Uh, I don't know what what is it. 
They have one pretty more famous one, don't they? Brick House. Ah, there you go. UB40 number one with red, red wine in 1988. Penny, nickel, dime, let me clear up my mind. Let's see, wine broke, the monkey got choked. Yep. Mm-hmm. UB40. I know WD40. I don't really <laughs> I know less about it. 1997. Elton John with the 97 remake of Candle in the Wind. This one about Princess Diana. You called out to our country. Well, wasn't he in the news earlier this week for Elton John? A new album? Is that right? Uh, he's with, in the top uh, top 40 or top with, 10 single with Dua Lipa. That's right. Dua new. Lipa. That's right. New. Justin Timberlake. My favorite Justin. Number one in 06. What do you have against Justin Rose? Um. I have nothing against Justin Rose. It's just Justin Timberlake is my favorite Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in 2015, my third favorite Justin. Third favorite. So is Justin Rose second? <laughs> no, he's not even in the top three. <laughs> Justin Bieber, number one, with What Do You Mean? I hope you'll join me tomorrow for the Twin Lakes Marching Classic. going to be a great day. 22 bands performing, 20 competing. Cougars will perform in uh, exhibition. And then uh, Campbellsville University performing in exhibition as well. So That's exciting. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – the, by the way, the Cougars don't perform until 10 o'clock, so hang around. I mean, it's going to be uh, going to be long day. Senior recognition, 2.30, 2.45 in that range, and then we'll be – We'll be off and running. A lot of really good bands, too. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the bigger bands later in the day. And so for $10, even if you can't spend the whole day, for $10, you can show up at 6 o'clock and have a great evening of... And get some pork chops. And get some pork chops. But not too many. Uh, by the way, um, there's a there's a BOGO. For every pork chop you buy, I get one. So you buy one, is, is that I get right? one. That's the... That's the I see the you're bringing this up with the bells that aren't in here. <laughs> I will. <Yeah. laughs> What that they agreed to that? MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The world is full of people looking for spectacular happiness while they snub contentment. The world is full of people looking for spectacular happiness while they snub contentment. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB and now you're in the know.